1: Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Bigger.
2: Hello. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast.
1: I remember when I was a youngster, I really wasn't good at baseball, but it's one of the rare times I got a hit. And uh, I broke a neighbor's window. And as soon as I heard the crash, I ran home, and my dad got home. The neighbor came by, and my dad inspected the window, and he paid for all the damages. He didn't dock my allowance. I had nothing to do with the payment for that window. Are you hearing me? When Jesus was on the cross, he paid in full for all the damage we've committed, And all the damage we would ever commit. He didn't just write a little old check. Say give me to the penny. What I owe you. Jesus Christ was overpayment For every sin past present. And future. From noon until three in the afternoon. Darkness covers the land. And then. Jesus cries out in a loud voice. Why is that relevant? A lot of reasons. First, it communicates Jesus was conscious. He, he wasn't in a coma. He, 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 he could have passed out, but he wanted to feel, innocence. wanted to feel this thing to the bitter drink. Jesus was alert. He had intelligent conversation. And he wanted you to understand that I was fully aware of what I was doing all those hours on the cross. And if for one moment in my mind I wanted to come down, I had the capacity, and I could have done it. But scripture says here, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Now this is this is uh, it's an incredible thing. Uh, it's incredible. Now Jesus is he's he's an evangelist because he's talking to the guys on the side of them, saying you be with me today in paradise. That's incredible. Even in his pain, he talked to folk, but. If you're slightly familiar with what happens during crucifixion is the is hung and suspended between heaven and earth and, and, and you have so much pressure on your torso as well as on the feet because your hands are kind of slipping and uh, your flesh is being pulled. It's awful. And in order to breathe, people that study this say that you had to push up on your feet. And probably his knees were bent, so he had to push up in order to breathe. His lungs were taking on fluid. He's probably quite dehydrated as it is. Scripture said the bulls of Bashan encircled him. He felt all types of demons, confusion, insanity, craziness, all of that, trying to get on him, and all the while he's conscious. Perfectly innocent. He's saying, I'm going to stand between you at this devil, are you hearing me? In order to cry out in a loud voice means he had to breathe in deep, which means he had to push up higher than normal in order to say that which was said, which means he paid for every word that was spoken on the cross. Darkness, heaven is no light. The Holy Father walk away from His Son. Son, I love you, but I'm a just judge. And right now I'm robed in my majestic judicial garments. And son, I'd be less than holy if I made an exception of you. Much as I hate to do this, I have to turn my back. Scripture says, Jesus takes in his breath. He said, Eli, Eli. Lama Sabakhtani. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Jesus didn't start lying on Calvary's cross. The father had turned his back. He was alone. It's one thing to be rejected by men. It's another thing. Y'all can hate me, but if God, he was despised. He was refuge. And waste in the camp of God had to be covered. And when you read that scripture in Deuteronomy, he goes on and say, I am holy. So you need to cover because God walks amongst you. God couldn't look at that. And, and Jesus said, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, everyone in the crowd. How you answer that question has everything to do with your eternal destiny. Men were saying that they killed you because you blasphemed, you're a false prophet. You went too far in this thing. You think you're the Messiah. But no, surely He took up our pain, bore our suffering, He was our substitute. Just like my daddy paid that bill. I didn't have to work an extra minute. My daddy covered it for me. And that payment was accepted. And my daddy has a little bit of class. I'm sure he gave him a little bit more just for the trouble. Jesus said, Eli, Eli. i must have bucked tonight. Why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken so we could be accepted. Said Lord, uh, Jesus didn't do this for him. He was good in glory. Everything, right hand of the Father. I mean, He's God. I mean, up there, you know. But Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He didn't come down here just to do something. He came here for us. He lived, He breathed for us. He died for us. So every time you look at the cross. It's for you. Do you hear me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, "He's calling Elijah. Eli sounds like something like Elijah. Let me tell you something. No, Jesus was an incredible spokesperson. And he was on the, 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 the mount, and he'd speak to crowds of 5,000 people, thousands of people. And his voice would be heard. Jesus was robust. And one thing about Christ is he was always clear. Now, you may not have understood what he was saying. But he was always very clear. So suddenly he's on this cross. But obviously his voice had become hoarsened. And, and, and the Eli sound a little bit like Elijah And this explains the next verse, because it says immediately one of them ran to get a sponge and they filled it with wine and vinegar, put it on staff and offered Jesus something to drink. Because he he was he was a little hoarse. And, you know, what's 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 incredible here is that the word of God had taken on flesh. And even in his weakest moment, God still made provision. You see, Jesus had not yet said, I believe, the greatest statement he ever made, at least as it relates to me. The rest said, now leave him alone. It's Elijah. Let's see if he comes to save him. But then it says he's about to make this statement. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, John 19.30 says he said, Tetelestai, which means it is One more time, he he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Because he wanted everyone to ask that question. It's for you, dude, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. And then he, he pushed up one more time on those spikes. And then he shouted, I believe this is what he said when he spoke to those spirits in prison. The Bible speaks about him preaching to them. I don't think it was a long message. I think it was one word. Paid in full. I have paid the debt for humanity totally. Innocence has become sin. Eternity is dealing now with mortality. I have absorbed and exhausted the full punishment. Again, it's like a wild beast running toward one of my children. And I know he only has a stomach big enough for me. And I go and I let that beast rip me apart. But then by the time he's through, he just walks away because he's full. Jesus said, communion. This is my body. Broken for you. This is my blood. When you take communion, don't ritualize it. He stood between you and the most fiery, wicked destiny. The curse of eternity. He stood between and said, Take me. He raised up his voice. He said, It is finished. And only then did he give up. You see, he's conscious. Did did, did he catch that? He wouldn't let himself lapse into a coma. He'd smack himself. I know he didn't. But but stay alert. He said, I don't want to miss a piece of this. This is how valuable you are to him. He wouldn't, his, his disciples went to sleep, but he wouldn't sleep through this. He gave up the spirit. And at that moment, as soon as he died, not two days later, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The curtain was that thing that separated the priest from the presence. Only once a year could they go behind that veil. Behind that veil was the mercy seat and the very Shekinah glory of the living God. And God said, Listen, I'm not going to tear this thing from the body unless you think it was some human work that got this thing done. This, our salvation was accomplished by God. And He took that temple and He tore it, expecting it. Now, when, when that curtain was ruined, and the thing that puzzles me in life is that God has come and torn that curtain where we can't be locked out of the presence of God. Where we now have access and boldness to come into his presence. But we have whole churches that, that, that get the, the church the knitting and, and the sewing, trying to sew back up the barrier. Saying, well, because you didn't do right, if you don't do not do da 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 da, da 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 and then maybe if you do everything just right, we could tear it from the bottom. We're not going to accept a tear from the top, a gift apart from works. No, we want to humanly begin to work at it. And, you know, as good as you are in church, you might get an inch deep, but you ain't tearing that curtain. But but that's what we do. We start knitting it back together Talk about Lord. I'm good enough. And and if I get this right, if I do this right, you know, you know, Lord, we and you. We're going to be all right. Oh, how odious. How obnoxious. Here you are. Jesus died, totally humiliated, to have that curtain torn. but you're going to spend Sunday mornings, sewing it back up, talking about if you do good, if you do right, then God will receive you and accept you. We part of the Do Good Club and y'all on the outside. The earth shook. The rocks split. The earth couldn't handle the immensity, the enormity of the love of God. I mean, the rocks couldn't handle Jesus said, listen, if they shut up, the rocks would cry out. I just want to pose a question. If in this situation, the rocks split, the earth shook, and these are inanimate objects with no intelligence, how is it that getting you to praise is so difficult. If you really understood the price paid, no one could beat you to the feet of Jesus. No one could beat you to lift up holy hands. If you only had the sense of a rock. you hear me. If you only had the capacity of dirt, see y'all are so high-minded. You see, you want to go to high church and hear high preaching. That's why the prostitutes, the pimps, and the red rac- go in before you. Cause you so high, the dirt recognized what Jesus did, and it began to shake. It was in awe of the glory and majesty of the living God that would love man that much. Innocence to take my place. Innocence to stand between me, Satan, and hell. And man, he was brave. Oh, he was brave. He pushed up again. It is finished, boy. Don't you dare, Derek. Don't you dare, Sally, whatever your name is. Start trying to pay for what I pay. Boy, don't you touch it. Some of y'all are trying to go over to your neighbor's house right now, writing a new yes. check, your daddy paid for it. Amen. You can't pay for your own sins. Amen. Jesus stood yes. between me Ooh. and pain. Yes. Between the molester, the hater of my soul. Yes. He said, I'll take it. So I've learned when the devil comes my way, and said, no, 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 baby. He took it. Y'all get all deep with healing. No. He bore my sickness. You ain't got no right on me. Yeah, I know I feel confused, but he bore my sins and my iniquity. He bore it. And I ain't no right on me. You can't go through that blood. You can't go through that person. Don't mess with me. He paid the price. I'm not being arrogant or prideful. He paid it. Matter of fact, he more than paid it. I could brag on him he paid it in extra the earth shook the rocks split just trying to fathom the unrelenting irreversible interminable love of God Nature were like this. Again, nature's doing this, but people like that, I, I don't get it. While it's still day, church. May you learn to tremble in his presence. May you learn to stand in awe. His majesty is love. It's beyond searching. Out. It makes no sense. But I don't have to figure out he loves me. I don't need rhyme or reason. I just enjoy. He said from the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did he cry that? So we could say, you will never leave me, nor forsake me. What is this God's abandoned you? Have you lost your mind? He who didn't spare his own son. He's the one that's condemning you and putting you down and keeping you back. The one who stressed out his arms had relations with pain, familiar with suffering. He's the one trying to hold you back. God's the one you're going to point you if you've lost your mind. God's the only one for you. Romans 8 and 15, and we're through. He had to remind the Romans, they've been in church too long. And uh, they forgot their first love. You know, when you're first married, it don't matter if she does the ditches, it don't matter nothing. she just smiles at you. She had to know how to cook, so nothing. she said, baby, just, you know. But after about six months or a year, how come you don't do this, you don't do that? The scripture said, return to the love you had at first. It ain't about do and do, it's just who and who. I just want to be with my baby. The spirit you received back when, when you were in love, does not make you slaves. The law was a brutal taskmaster. When you're under the law, you're constantly afraid and constantly condemned. You constantly have what you didn't do and what you should do breathing on your neck. And it's just on you. It should have this. Need to, oh, my God, is God going to get me? Oh, if I don't do this, if I make this wrong step, oh, my God, he may not keep me. The law was that way. He says the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. He's speaking of when it's the do-do religion. Do-do religion is do and do and do and do and do. And when you do it right. Then he'll accept you. But you know what? God wants to flesh, flush doo-doo religion from your system. God knows how to deal with doo-doo. Doo. I'd like you to learn how to deal with it. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves. So that you live in fear again. A slave is just concerned that you do your job. There's no pull up to the table. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with my family. No, you do your job. Get out of here. Go home. I mean, to your little house or whatever. They didn't have nice houses. You do your work. It was work-oriented slavery. It was about the task. Many of us are still the same way. We think it's all about the task. Let me tell you something. When you get a revelation of how much Jesus loved you and what he did, your doing works itself out. Do you understand? You, you, you begin to live right out of gratitude, not out of a sense of duty or legalism. Yes. You hear me? Yes. Yes. But, but the, you do do right. But it's a result of something. It's not the cause. Yes. Do you yes. Yes. Then he goes on, he says, rather the spirit you receive, remember back when you were in love with him. Brought about your adoption to sonship. What's so, what's what? Adoption, what's that? Why, why is that even mentioned here? Well, oh. church. My two kids, I didn't select. My wife and I, we select the evening. That was nice. But not the children. As far as we were able to go. But an adopted child is the parent's choice. Yes, yes. A parent looks and he says, yeah, I want you, I want you, I want you. We were not just, oh, God, I'm stuck with you. Oh, boy, you know, uh, you know, me and God, we were just being God, and we had a baby. Ah, you, no. <laughs> I am God's choice. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You are God's choice. Yes. I'm not to be afraid that God might reject me. God chose me knowing everything about me. Yes. Yes. How do you reject to
0: reject? Yes. Yes.
1: Rather, the spirit you received brought about adoption. Yes. Yes. I was on the, the slave market, you know, uh, we, we were pimping and being pimped. And God saw us. And he passed over five said, that's the one. What's the self-esteem problem you got? Jesus. When you realize you are God's choice. Yes. You are God's selection. Yes. Yes. When you really get a revelation. Yes. And it says, and by him, we have a little quiet prayer service. Yes. By him, we light candles and uh, we cry. Yes. Come on. We, we, we try to be so We cry. Yes. My face gets wet. Yes. Jesus. You hearing me? My yes. breath gets hot. Yes. When you get, he said he chose me, yes. and yes. I could call him da da. Yes. Not most high, revered, holy one. Stop it. <laughs> That's how the pagans talk. And you come in here sometimes with all that fine sound and stuff, and then someone that just calls him daddy gets everything daddy has. Yes. I mean, you're trying to impress him with your intelligence. He looks across the table and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding. But then that little baby walks up. All he does is sit in the lap and say, da-da. Yeah. Got him right, right around the finger. Yeah. Why do we weep in his presence? Why do we shout? Because you know what? We're constantly dealing with rejections. This person don't like me. That person don't like me. Sometimes I don't like me. hear Yeah. And then I lift up hands and all of a sudden I feel accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus! I'm okay! Yeah. Oh oh yeah. They're not right! Oh! Yeah. Hey! Oh, well, yeah. yeah! 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 Hey! Whoo! Yeah, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Yeah! Yeah, and it gets all up in there. Up in there. And you were walking like this, but now you're walking like this. Yeah. You know what I'm Because I'm accepted. Accepted, 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 and by him we cry,
2: Abba! Stand up and give God a shout. Hallelujah. Call him Abba. Abba! You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at GraceChurchVA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.